Myself, Cliff Foster, aka the amazing Cliff, on the old Twitter, your guide through the world's greatest computer game console of all time. Yes, the Nintendo 64. And before we go on to today's Battle for Jinjos, a little bit of a check in for you. Because if you didn't see already, I <clears throat> straighten myself up. I I'm officially an affiliate, that took a lot to say, officially an affiliate on Twitch. Thank you, thank you, no, no, no please, please. Um, some people might be going at this point, what the blinking act does that mean? Um, I'll be honest, I, I sort of try to get my head around it myself, but there are some cool things that you can do now as an n64 life podcast uh you know if you are a fan of the show go over to the twitch you will see on the twitch that there are, we have got already two subscribers so the first two subscribers steven you sir you sir first person we interviewed on wrwr pods and you had to become the first subscriber so welcome and congratulations and also now and then 64 has repaid the favor me being a subscriber of his and is subscribing as well what do they get i hear you cry um they get a lovely jinjo they are first the first jinjos to join us so congratulations you are the first jinjos so they get a little symbol by them um also they will get the first emoji on the old twitch and that is hashtag j4t justice for timber yes i'm still going with this it's still a thing yes justice for that timber justice for him it's his game. It's not Diddy Kong's. Anyway, we're not doing that podcast today. <laughs> but no, please go make sure. If you don't want to spend the money, don't worry. I still love you anyway. Come and get involved. Come and give a follow to the Twitch channel. Search N64 Life Podcast, all one word, and come and follow the channel. Um, as if you didn't know already, I do do shows now on Fridays and Sundays. There should be another day appearing at some point uh, around my life schedule of work and family life. I will try and get another one in and editing podcasts, two podcasts of that. Um, so, no, please come and join in the fun. Um, but what can you get as just a follower? You can get involved with collecting Jinjos at the bottom and you can get yourself a shout out on this very podcast and you can ask me a question for the podcast that will answer live no mucking about on twitch it will be recorded and forever stored for all the world to hear you can go and earn yourself points and go and ask a question to get yourself on the pod so that's pretty cool now 
If you saw the Twitter, Twitter, it's like a race between my two podcasts at the moment. Um, WRW Pods did a very good podcast. We did. Don't say so myself. Uh, on uh, the amazing show that Charles Crowley did, which is called uh, You Are Quarterly Invited. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, go and listen to it. But the major thing that's been happening recently is, is that the two podcasts seem to be having some form of race uh, to get to 400. Uh, N64 Live podcast is first at the moment with, I think it's 329 followers. So if you're not already following uh, N64 Life on the old Twitter, make sure you do all one word, N64 Life podcast. Come and give it a follow. Um, it's a weird... I don't know, one week I seem to be rooting for WRWR Pod when I'm editing for that show, and now I'm editing this show and recording this show, I'm definitely down the route of, I really want Ed64 Live Podcast to run away with this. So gamers, if you want to beat the wrestling world and those wrestling marks, come and give it a follow. Yes, if you like both, give both a follow. WRWR Pod and N64 Life. So, on the old Twitter, I did make an announcement and I got a bit carried away. Now, I said there's a very exciting battle for Jinjo's coming and there is. However, it's not next show. It's the show afterwards. And I'm not going to announce it now. And you'll have to wait to see what the next battle for Jinjo's is. But it's not this one. It will be announced at the end of next show. And I mean, this is a big one. Obviously, next week's a big one as well. So in two weeks' time, it's a big one as well. But that one, show after next, is a doozy. It's one of the ones that any N64 owner, collector, will be waiting for. And I can't wait for you all to listen to that. But you've got a show to listen to now. And that is Battle for Jinjo's who will win 1080 snowboarding or Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 Are you ready? Let's do this thing! So here we go! Another battle for Jinjos, and if you are new to this, I will go through the rules because do you know what on the old Twitch we've got Christian Christian joins us all the time and he started to listen to the podcast and he made a really good point and I sort of made this point the other day uh, the last podcast as well when I was explaining that it makes no rhyme or reason of which podcast that I've recorded is getting the most listens and he's saying that, you know, he, he selected the ones that interested him. And I think that this is how this works, is that, you know, this might be the latest podcast and you might be a diehard N64 Life person that will listen to every single podcast. But there's people out there that will just listen to the games that interest them. 
So every time I'm going to have to go through this and explain the rules. But this one, I need to because there is a slight change. Because if you didn't know already, there are five Jinjos to collect. Now, the first Jinjo is Storyline. Now, we have come close to there being no get neither game with a storyline we've come very very close we've had it on two occasions where again one game will have a storyline but the other game won't now this one neither game has a storyline now i could turn around and say well that obviously means that we're gonna have to defunct this category but if you've noticed on this one, I've always gone through the character listings. And that's what we're going to do today, is we're going to judge the first one off of characters that you can use. So, if the storyline's not there in both games, not just in the one, then we will go and revert to just characters. But it just does give me a bit of an extra moment. And I, I sort of listen back to podcasts and I think to myself... What do I not explain in the podcast? And one of the things is that development cycle. And that's quite an interesting thing. Because first of all, let's go on to 1080 snowboarding. So it was announced all the way back on the 21st of November 1997 that Nintendo were going to develop their own snowboarding game. Now, I don't quite understand the obsession with snowboarding games at this point. There's, there seemed to be, and there still is, a massive obsession with snowboarding. And it's not like skateboarding, where I would say a majority of kids, especially my age, in my mid-30s, picked up a skateboard and attempted to give it a go. I would say lesser people did with snowboarding. Now, I had friends, uh, like I had my friend, producer Luke, who gets mentioned a lot, Hugh, who I know that follows us on Instagram, uh, and my friend Gareth as well. And they used to go snowboarding every Wednesday, I believe it was. And did I go with them? No. I have no centre of balance whatsoever. So I waited in our local pub for them all to come back uh, every Wednesday. I was like, nah, you, you guys go and do that. And they used to go up to dry ski slopes and they used to go snowboarding down there. But I would say I, I picked up a skateboard. I attempted skateboarding. This is where a lot of my friends are laughing because they know how little centre of balance I had and how many times I fell on my ass. Um, but genuinely, it is that element of that I would say a majority of people haven't, but there is a massive obsession with uh, snowboarding games. And we definitely saw that in the N64 lifespan, because there were several games that came out. You had um, you had Snowboard Kids, you had um, Big Mountain 2000, you know, you had several games already in that genre. And in fact... Later on, you would have even more games that came out for latter consoles, all about snowboarding. And it was really brave of, you know, Nintendo, not just Nintendo, but Miyamoto, Mr. Mr. Daddy of Mario Link, all of those characters you love. He put his name behind this. And I tell you what, this was a glory time for the or at least the start of the glory time for the N64. 
I mean it, because if you're looking at, let's say, the quality that came out between 1996 and 1998, you can see that jump in um, difference in quality. So we know that we've got Mr. Miyamoto there as producer. However, the programmers were two guys from the UK. Yes! Yeah, UK represent! And that was Giles Goddard and Colin Reed. Now, Giles Goddard, I think that the most famous thing that I can find where G- what Giles Goddard is famous for was creating the animated face on Mario 64. So, you know the one where you click his nose, you pull his nose to one side. So, yeah, Colin Goddard created that. And actually, Colin Reed came from Argonaut Studios. Now, Argonaut if you didn't know already, were those clever so-and-sos from the United Kingdom that took and tried to make a 3D space game for the Game Boy, but ended up making, when being found out by Nintendo, Star Fox. Yes, those clever so-and-sos that created that Super FX chip. The chip that was found inside Star Fox that made... 3D flights available for the SNES. I, I mean, it's got a great team behind it already. But you can see that, you know, we will go into this in sound and gameplay later, but this will be brought up a lot. Now, last podcast, we discussed two games that were arcade ports. But this game has that arcade character all over it. And as I said, we're not gonna we're not gonna jump there yet. We're gonna get that to that when we get to gameplay, when we get to graphics, when we get to sound, we'll get there. But we're here for characters because already we've discussed there's there's no storyline, so we're just here for the characters. So this Jinjo rides on these guys. Get what I did there? It rides. Okay. So first of all, let's start off with the all-rounders of the group so there's five playable characters off the bat and we have got some unlockable characters we'll go into as well and you've got two all-rounders you have got kensuke kimiachi okay right i think i said that right we've got rob haywood and these two so uh so kimiachi from japan haywood from the us these are definitely your all-round all-rounder characters these ones where you want to get a bit of speed going down going down the slopes but at the same time you want to make sure that you're you're getting some tricks and some uh, you know getting some points along those lines when we come into gameplay then we've got the speedster himself from the united kingdom mr dion blaster whose voice definitely does not sound like he's from the United Kingdom. This is like when you get athletes that their parents were English and they've been brought up in... He's Owen Hargreaves. That's who he is. He's Owen Hargreaves. He's the Owen Hargreaves of this game. He was actually brought up in Canada, but he's he's declaring himself as the UK because he had more chance of getting into this game because there's already a Canadian character. Um, now, Dion is the speedster. So, if we're looking at head-to-heads that you can do in this, which we'll go into in gameplay again, um, but you need this bloke. This bloke is going to go down that mountain like the clappers. Now, you've also got two tricksters, and this is why Dion has had to state that he's from uh, the United Kingdom and not from Canada, because you've got Ricky Rinterburn. Yeah? 
I don't know I said, said that like Jonathan Ross then. Ricky. Ricky Winterburn. There we go. Not Wiki. Um, and then you've also got, from Japan, Akiri Hayama. Yeah, we're going to say Akiri Hayama. Hayama? Hayama. Yeah, look at those names. If you don't agree with how I've said them, I'm so sorry. I hope to God I haven't murdered them. But they are your two tricksters. And you have got also some unlockable characters as well. Now, it's really weird with these unlockable characters because they're technically not unlockable characters as such, what I know of. They're more different skins, I would say. So you've got the gold border, so you have to pass expert mode, and then you go to Kimiachi, and then press C up and tap A, and it will create him a new skin and turn him into the gold border. Then same again, you would go for the ice border again, you have to pass expert mode then you go to akara and then you press c left and tap a and that will then change her into the ice border then the panda border you have to get high score and best time in all time attacks and trick attacks and then get all three best scores in contests then at the player selection, highlight Rob Hayward and hold C right and press A. So I got to admit, I've never played as these characters and I can't really find too much online. But it does look like these aren't secret characters. They are more that this is just skins. They're just changing them. So the way that they look rather than being secret characters. So whilst we're still on the conversation of who's going to win this Jinjo for characters, we better bring in a challenger, hadn't we? So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I know that this is a much-loved game with many, many people listening to this podcast. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. And we know that this game is more known for being on a different console. This is more known as a PlayStation game. However, my friends, if you want the full Tony Hawk's experience, we may well find that when I'm going through this game, you can find it for the Nintendo 64 as well. And it was bought over and came out a year after the uh, Little Brother, or should we say Big Brother? Little Brother, Little Brother, Big Brother, uh, on the PlayStation. So it came out a full year afterwards. Now, Edge of Reason, uh, sorry, Edge of Reality um, helped bring it over to the console, um, and then it was eventually released on the 21st of the 8th, 2001. So we're talking, it's a good three years older than 1080. Now, if I'm telling you the story of that the first two years saw massive improvements by Jinjo, this is proving that you are able now to get a whole CD PlayStation game onto a cartridge some of it we'll go through what's missing later but um yeah so it came out on 21st of the 8th 2001 in north america then was released on pal on the 12th of the 10th uh 2001 was the sequel to obviously tony hawk's pro skater now where this really took it to a whole new level we'll go into gameplay later but it was the amount of characters you had available you know activision 
really went for this. So you had Bob Burnquist, Steve Caballero, you had Kareem Campbell, Rune Gilfberg, Tony Hawk, Bucky Lasek, you had Rodney Mullen, great, great, great sk- uh, skater, you had Ch- uh, Chad Musker, you had Andrew Ray- uh, Ray- Ren- Reynolds, God, can't get these words out. But you do have the UK's only Jeff Rowley. And I'll tell you what, the amount of Rowley van shoes I've owned in my life, it's in its in the tens, I reckon. <laughs> and then you had um, Eric Eric Coston. You had Elisa Steamer. You had Jamie Thomas. And then you had unlockable characters on top of that. Now, I could really sit here and go through absolutely every single one of those skaters and tell you where they're going to be good where they're going to be bad but i will be here the whole entire podcast and i haven't got to the unlockable characters yet so on that note the unlockables out of these characters as well so we have two characters before we get to our main event we've got officer dick and private car car carrera but Activision were making another game a game that did come out for the Nintendo 64 but only in North America now some of you may figure out why I'm called the Amazing Cliff because there's only one other person that goes by the Amazing and that is the Amazing Spider-Man! Spidey on a skateboard. And I mean, he's, he even does web tricks. He does web tricks. He does web tricks. I, I know we're not in gameplay yet, but he does, you know, he can fling off his bot and bring it back with his web. It's the Spider-Man. Spider-Man's in a game. And oh, really? Do you know what? I hate you, Activision. I'm going to leave it on this because I hate you, Activision. Why didn't you? Why didn't you give me Spider-Man in POW? Why Why didn't you do it? I know I can, I've played emulators of it, but that, it's not the point. I want... Oh, why did you do that to me? Why? All my friends sat there with their PlayStations going, oh, have you played Spider-Man? No, because I can't get it in the United Kingdom. I don't care about your little cutaway videos. I want it. I want it now. Want it. Now, this may well seem that I'm going to be a bit biased with this, but in the way of characters, the ginger has to go to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Now, it's just through the mass of them and we're going to repeat this a lot this is almost a full playstation game brought over to this little console it happens a couple of times after this but or just before this but this is a humongous undertaking we'll go in this in gameplay we'll go in this in sound we'll go in this in music sorry in uh, graphics as well but they did not cut a corner where they cut other corners in the way of your characters 
being able to customize your own character and build up their stats as well it has to it has to go the ginger goes to tony hawks now after listing a lot of names and thinking about why i didn't get the amazing spider-man we'll go on to gameplay at least i get these two games to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 but now we come into the meat the delicious succulent meat that comeback ability I said it again one day I'll get that on a t-shirt comeback ability which is the gameplay and by Jinjo both of these games are stacked with different modes and do you know what we're gonna start off with 1080 now 1080 you've got You've got two different layers to this game. You've got that racing, as we've already said in the characters. You've got the different, you've got the different characters that can go. You have got different attributes. You know, quickness, the tricks, the balance. But this really, really, really emphasises where you need to choose your character. You're not just Mortal Combating this. You, you, you're going to... You're not sticking with Scorpion for your whole life like I seem to have. You know, you are looking that you will need to change characters. Because every single one of these different modes, you need to have that different side. And you don't just choose the characters. Something that we haven't actually said yet is that you have to choose the boards. And there's so many different boards that will give you difference in balance, difference in speed. And you have to find that perfect combo with the with the rider that you're choosing. Now, the different modes you've got, you've got sort of two race modes. And that is a standard race where you will go off against another rider. Um, we're going to call them borders, borders, not riders. Uh, so yeah, so you will go off against another border, um, racing down the hill as quickly as possible. Now with this, you've got the f you've got three different levels, so you've got the three different difficulties. Now that increases the difficulty of not just sometimes who you're racing, but it also changes the time of day that you're going to be racing at. It changes the weather. It changes the visibility there's so many little bits for a game from 1998 which was brilliant there's no other word for it it's just brilliant um and with those racing modes you you've got the courses now you've got you've got six courses you've got these six courses and that's excluding the training modes uh of the sort of downhill training modes where you can go over jumps and the half pipe training mode they're completely different you can muck about on those into your heart's content but you've got six different courses so you've got crystal lake crystal peak golden forest mountain village dragon cave um, and each of them have their own little quirks because you're not just skating sorry skating boarding across snow you're also boarding across rickety wooden bridges that was easy for me to say um and you even concrete so you've got in those modes you you've got sorry in those uh courses 
you've got pavements. You can go across roads yet again. And you feel like you're going across it. There's almost like this bumpiness, like it, it's very much changes. If you're in deep snow, that slows you down. If you're on concrete, it stops your turning rate. It's very, very, very clever. Yet again, for a game that was from 1998, and its combatant is actually three years, two years older. So it's it's phenomenal, the level of detail that they put into this. And then, obviously, you've got Time Attack. Time Attack does exactly what it says on the tin. It's to get from the top to the bottom as quickly as you can. And with this, as you improve, this is where you you start to learn the sort of quirks of the races. You learn when to take a corner. As this This controller... The N64 control on that note is built for this game. I mean, we had a whole podcast about moaning how that controller was not suitable for either one of those two games. A little bit of a hint of what might be coming up. We might have another one joining that party. But I really feel that, you know, when Nintendo have created this game, that controller was built for it. That controller, it makes you feel in control. They put the crouch button as the Z button. They've moved... The C buttons are only there for the sort of free camera modes, which you can do a camera mode in first person. You can do... uh, You can bring it out. You can make it more theatrical. But what they've done is very, very cleverly, knowing that controller created a game that it is an N64 game. Obviously, it's Nintendo. It's not going to come out on anywhere else. But it is truly an N64 console game. Um, as I said, you've also got these modes, which are the, where the tricks come into play. Because both of those modes, yes, you can do tricks all the way through it. And there's over 25 that you can do. But it means diddly squat in those previous two modes. This is where these two modes, you've got to build up, one, how quickly you are getting from top to bottom in some of these modes, and two, the tricks, because that will improve your score. And you've got the sort of two trick modes, which is trick attack, which... You might figure out what that is. It's almost like a time attack. But instead, you're trying to get your scores up as high as they possibly can go. And we've already said this about it having this arcade feel. And definitely, these two modes in Trek Attack and Contest, when we come to it, they, they feel like an arcade game. It feels like you are, in 1998, hearing those beautiful sounds of all those great Japanese games with their over-the-top soundtracks, you know, the, the likes of Sega Rally. You know, it would have it would have been suited for one of those places. And I, I mean it, the, the love that I have for these two modes, because, it, yet again, it makes you feel like you're playing an arcade game because you are against the clock. And with Trick Attack, you know, the you can easily lose out on time as well as those get not getting enough tricks. And another thing that is really important with these two modes is that contest mode. Because that contest mode takes everything that we've just said 
and more because you've got the little tents you have to go around those and make sure that you're not going to run out of time coming down that hill you've got to get your score up there you've got to get down there in good time as well as you've got to do those lovely jumps so you get to do a ski jump i want to say where you can come off and you know back you know whatever moves to your heart's content and that is where i haven't done any research into the names of the moves <laughs> so i'm leaving that in um, but no you can you know you come off the ramp and then you jump up oh my god how did i not research any of the names of the moves <laughs> Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, and then, yeah, build up your score even more. And the thing is, with both of these modes, it, all four of these different modes, you've got such four games with inside a game. And as I said, that comeback ability. Now, the thing that I would say that is letting this game down is the multiplayer yes it is a racer you can only do the race mode in it so it's two on two sorry one on one however if it had had those different modes in it like the trick attack like why can't you get the game to do all of those modes in that two-player mode Yes, we've already identified it is not just a good trick game. It is a great racer as well. However, it's just I think it's really missed a beat with that. Now, one game, we'll go into the multiplayer in a minute, that did not let down is obviously Tony Hawk 2. And as we said, we'll go into graphics and sound in a minute, but for a port, this... Oh, this is the full Tony Hawk experience. And if you didn't know that already, you've got the career mode. So you've got you've got a fair old amount of levels in there. You've got Hangar, School, Marseille, uh, New York City, Venice Beach, Skate Streets, Philadelphia, the Bull, ri the Bull Ring. If you didn't remember that one, it's the one with the big loop-de-loop. -loop. Um, and then you've got um, t unlockable levels as well, like Chopper uh, Drop. Uh, skate heaven and there was an exclusive level just for this console which was hoffman factory now well as well as all those levels before we go into the career mode you could create your own park how many times did we I'm, I'm talking to friends now try and create the perfect park we used to sit up for hours in the evening trying to create this perfect park and we were rarely actually spend most of that time playing the park we were just spending it creating the park now in that career mode we'll go back to it we'll digress um you've got the element of being able to create your own character as well as we've already identified tony hawks completely outweighed uh 1080 in the way of the amount of characters you had and you could create your own and it was a nice amount of customization in there. You had a lovely array of vans, which I still wear to this day. <laughs> and, you know, DCs, Etnies. You know, it really takes you back to a time when you were a kid, sat there listening to some 41 or uh, <laughs> whoever else we listen to, Green Day, Blink-182. You know, I was more indie, to be honest, but it does take you back to that time of being able to sit there and oh, just 
not only do you get a nostalgia rush with the game, you get a nostalgia rush to remembering back in those, for me, my latter years in secondary school, which are, to be honest, there's a reason why there's so many movies made about that time period. That's when you are becoming the person you are. Um, So it is such a lovely little nostalgia trip. And you've got the, as I said, we'll go back to decree mode again. Thank <laughs> you for drifting off. But you can ollie, wall plant, grab, uh, grab, grind, flip, lip trick, and introduced in this game, manual your way into some great combos. And I mean, with that manual coming into Tony Hawk 2, that's where you could really annihilate it and i mean that i'm i've i used to be pretty good on tony hawk i would always say um however playing it recently (laughs) either this or uh tony hawk underground for the gamecube i have definitely found out my reflexes maybe not what they were before so with the career mode you're going through you've got the nine levels you've got 10 goals each level you've got the collecting skate um so no that's not people from portsmouth i mean that you're collecting he uh you're collecting the letters to create the word skate you've got the famous things of being able to collect dollars around there you've got different um you've got different drops you've got different ramps you've got unique bits and pieces to that and i think it's very much the case of that these first and second levels are what I remember. That helicopter, you know, being able to grind across and creating the helicopter, going up, crashing through the wall. You've got the element of that you, uh, in the school, being able to go around the school bells, that little f***ing buggy that comes along and smacks you and comes you flying off of the, uh, flying off your board. Um, And then, on top of that, you've got a free skate mode. You've got a single session where you can just go out, just go on one little single session, and then you've got the multiplayer. Now, this is where it beats... This is where it doesn't just beat, it annihilates 1080. Because at this point, in my head, both games are very, very neck and neck. But this is where 1080 lets itself down, and that is the multiplayer mode. Because if you're looking at Tony Hawk's 2, you've got uh, graffiti, which if you're going up a ramp, whoever gets the highest score, it changes it to your colour. You know, it's about, about, uh, about getting every single bit of equipment in each level to your colour. You've got trick attack. It's a high score wins. <laughs> You've got tag, which is massive game of it. You've got horse, which basically means that you've got one trick to get the highest um, uh, high score. So, uh, sorry, combo. To get the highest combo in one shot. And whoever gets the highest combo, basically the loser gets a H O R S. E. I'm glad I spelled that correctly after a week of teaching. Um, but the, it, that is almost... It, it creates that pass the controller around effect. You know, that I'm not getting that on a t-shirt. But it does, and it's very much that multiplayer experience. And as we know, there is no console on this planet better for multiplayer than the N64. 
The only thing I would say with this port across is you could have taken that N64 element in. It would have been nice to have four player. You know, we all know that the PS1 couldn't do it unless you got the adapter. But this console is built for it. Now, what lets this game down? Because no sandwich is completed without what let this game down. And what let this game down is the Nintendo 64 controller. <laughs> We're back. But that's very much because it was a game that wasn't created for the N64. Now, as I said in the last one, it arrived today. I will put up a picture of it at some point or whenever on a stream and I'm doing a fighting game or if I'm playing Tony Hawk's, you will notice that I've got one of the Brawler 64 controllers now. Now, the Brawler 64 controller, what it does is it sticks the uh, it sticks the joy pa uh, joystick up near your left hand, left thumb and then creates it a bit more open. So it's almost almost similar to the modern day controllers and actually puts the z button z button as two separate trigger buttons underneath now you might think to yourself cliff how does this improve this game now i'm asking anybody who owns a copy of tony hawks 2 pro skater for the nintendo 64 to go and play it for an hour i mean it is arthritis creating. I mean, not even by a little bit. I mean, the cramp you will get from playing this ruddy game is unbearable. And actually, just the simplest of things. So I always found with the with the controls, the control stick apart from the Brawler 64 to do a manual is a. It, it, it's it's almost destroying... It was not ever going to destroy any more controllers than Mario Party 1. I can't wait to review that. <laughs> Blister increasing. Yes, everyone turns that dodgy. But anyway, but, you know, it, 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 it almost feels like you're going to snap off the controller to get it into a manual. Um, and, and those C buttons, again, we come to the positioning of the C buttons and then actually creating it. So that's where you do your grabs from. That's where you do your manual. Uh, so your grinds from your 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 wall plants, you know, you have to use those C buttons. And the problem with that is, is where they are positioned and the posi how your hand holds an N64 controller, unless you're going to do it two handed, it's it's a nightmare. You almost... We were talking about that they created this double controller for the F-Zero X, and they did. They made it so you can have two controllers plugged in at the same time, and some clever so-and-sos have created a double N64 controller so you can control... Sorry, not, not F-Zero X. It was uh, Star, uh, Star Wars po uh, Pod Racer, wasn't it? But y you could create each individual pod and control each side separately. You would sort of need that to play this game now this is a hard one i've got to admit it was really hard to sit there and go which one wins now i mean both are great games if you you haven't got either game you need to these are vital games that you need for the n64 and we'll go into number souls but a lot of people did but I think 
if you look at this console, it is a multiplayer console. And yes, the racing in uh, 1080 is great. Yes, the single player in 1080 is great. It is that comeback ability of an arcade machine. However, Tony Hawk's 2, you are not completing in one evening. You're not. It's a game that you're going to have to buy a separate memory card for. So, my winner for the second Jinjo, and to prove that I do not make this a drawer every time, <laughs> is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. There you go. Look at that, all you people saying that I just draw every time. I don't. I don't. But, I mean, I mean both of these games. You can't critique either of these games. And one day I will choose a game that I don't like because both of these games are spectacular. So for gameplay alone, go out and get both. To Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, but this might be where it falls down, and we'll go on to 1080 in a minute, because, as we said, at this present moment in time, it is a perfect port, and we're going to go for the lesser one, which the graphics aren't as aesthetically pleasing as uh, maybe its PlayStation counterpart, or his PC counterpart, and there is a little bit of fog <laughs> um, compared to the other, t you know, the others that came out. However, what lets this bloody game down? And if you've ever played it, you know what I mean. It's the music. Now, as I said, there's no bigger nostalgia trip than if you are playing this game. And you're being taken back. But what takes you completely out of that is only having one third of a song in there repeated on a loop. Now, can you imagine me on a loop? On a loop. 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 It would just do your absolute head in. And that's what this music does because. Uh, we had an, a discussion on it on your one a show uh, if you don't follow them already go and follow under consultation pods but they've got their discord channel and we were recently talking about this and there's no it came up with tony hawk's pro skater free in fact not two and there is nothing more annoying than this cartridge now they packed this cartridge full i mean it was we'll get this with other ports of other games that came over from the PlayStation. But this game is chock-a-block. I mean, it's got all the sounds, it's got those bell rings, it's got absolutely everything you want from a Tony Hawk's game. But what it hasn't got is those complete sound files for the music because they would have packed the cartridge out. And that is the sole reason. Because, as I said, you know, th this game itself is a full Tony Hawk experience. But you might have to buy MTV 
uh, skater punk mix uh, or get it on Spotify because you will need that. You don't want to play this with the music on. The sound effects, brilliant. The, you know, I, I think you can get over the graphics. It's still a pretty game, but the sound, the music in this is terrible. Now, music. <laughs> Anybody want to work your body? Work your body, what work your body? <laughs> snowboarding we come back to it again close your eyes and think that you have walked in to a late 90s early noughties or even when when you were still going to Sega World down in Southampton at the age of 21 I mean you close your eyes and it's those Japanese OTT music and you get that in spades. And that I love it that I've... I, I've <laughs> oh, I mean, it just makes you smile. The music in this makes you smile. And as I said, packing out a cartridge, this game came out when the larger sizes of cartridges that Tony Hawk had to play with weren't even available. And, I mean, it's come on so much. And I've said this before, from two years before what we were seeing with the likes of, you know, you know, there's still that sort of very tinny sound to a lot of tracks. These were fantastic. Fantastic. And not just that. Because we were talking about a little bit of fog in the last game. Well, the... the at the end of the day, we know that they've stuck up images, but it made you feel like you're on top of this mountain. I mean, the, the, the it looks breathtaking. For a game, yet again, that came out in 1998, the, the, you know, as I said, you've got those different types of snow. You've got, you've got random taxis dug into the snow. You've got that element of if you put, press C and you go down to do go around a corner and your hand hits the floor, you get not just a perfect snow, snow trail from your snow, a snowboard. You're also getting it from your hand hitting the ground. And I mean... It, it, this is where this game really comes into its own. I mean, it, it's it's not just doesn't sound beautiful that make you, it makes you smile. This game looks beautiful, and th- that's why. And I, I'm I'm hard to say it, but if you look at both games, yes, there's a lot of detail in Tony Hawk Two. Don't get me wrong. There is a lot of detail. I get that. However, I'm giving a beautiful Jinjo to 1080 snowboarding. Yes. <laughs> Just work your body. Work your body. Work your body. <laughs> it's like a kid who's found the keyboard for the first time in his music lesson. And all you can hear is DJ, 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 dictionary. Uh, it's just brilliant. Oh, just, just makes me smile. 2-1, Tony Hawk.
so it's 2-1 Tony Hawk with two more sections to go. And if you didn't know already, this is where it comes down to what you guys thought and what the critics thought. And we'll start with what the critics thought. And if you have a look at, let's say, both of them, they're both very well received. And I was actually a bit shocked with how well received the Tony Hawk's 2 N64 equivalent was because you know it's not easy to bring over a game but i think that everything that we've addressed already was bought up by those critics and it sold a respectable 1.07 million which is we're not talking it's it's terrible you know you look at both games that we reviewed last week i couldn't even find out their numbers I couldn't even find out their numbers because they sold less. <laughs> but it's a good, reasonable amount of copies for Activision to sell. Obviously, wasn't as well sold as the PlayStation 2. Sorry, PlayStation 1, that one. PlayStation 2, best-selling console of all time. Still kind of get it out of my head. So we have a look at their IGN score. As I said, 1080 was as well received as we've just received it and scored 88%. But Tony Hawk's 2, just the N64 equivalent, scored 84. So that means that Jinjo for critics reviews goes to 1080 snowboarding and do you know what the great thing was is that I leave a whole section for this bit at the end because I really think that I'm going to dig up some worms both of these games were very well received very well received and as I said Tony Hawk's might have not gone away with this so now you know it is to all um, but it's it is that element of that it wasn't shot down out of the sky and everyone going oh yes but no no, no it wasn't it was very well received so well done Activision well done but it is to all so it comes down to you lot so before we go into what the score was which as I always say if you're cheating naughty lot then you could just go and have a look on the twitter page i hope you're playing along at home that you haven't because we've had comments again this week yay <laughs> and we start off with one of the most beloved people in this podcast it's mr producer luke my god he's never commented on anything and i've already bought him up he was a snowboarder he 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 doesn't mention he creates the little symbols he checks in on me to see how things are going with both podcasts because if you didn't know already producer luke did make the logos for both podcasts he creates every bit of video that i ever want of animations he, he just he's just a whiz at that that is his job that is his life but what has <laughs> said he's a snowboarder so, producer Lucas said, 1080 all the way. 
that's about as much as you're going to get from Luke. Unless you get drinking him, and then he just bores your socks off about something quite similar to me. I suppose that's why we're friends. And then we've got friend of the podcast and member of the Natter, uh, and that is G-Don uh, t- 24-7. And he says, 1080, great game, would have got my vote. But if I had paid attention when the poll was open, what well up, mate? Uh, work your body, work your body. Yeah, we've already sung that. Oh god, the music's going off again. Jadon, um, just remember how hard it was to actually perform a 1080. Yeah, we didn't go into that. When if you're on those ramps and you're trying to do a 1080, eh, eh, ain't happening. Uh, plus, uh, Rob Haywards attitude um yeah he's just sat on the balcony just get off before you break something fine then when you didn't select him <laughs> oh, i love that and then we have longtime fan of uh n64 life podcast and when we came out last week the guy tweeted saying 2001 best thing's already happened god bless you sir and that is at chad terrier terrier chad um and he said tony hawks pro skater 2 is one of my favorite games ever but not the N64 version. The controls didn't seem as precise, yes, as the Dreamcast version. Okay. <laughs> I didn't imagine that coming up. What you're going to say, PlayStation. And the soundtrack was horribly butchered. Yes, it was, sir. Uh, a great game, but not a great N64 game. Whereas I think 1080 is a great N64 game. So that gets my vote. And a man that was around when I was trying to uh, trying to do skateboarding, but was awful, and that is Mr. Lee Stewart. Welcome to N64 Life, my friend. Um, and I voted for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Um, but console-wise, 1080 wins hands down. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater will always be best on PlayStation. That's where I thought you were going with Chad. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for all commenting remember if you want to get involved next time the poll goes up and i will be announcing the next game at the end of the podcast make sure you go and vote make sure you go and comment but who won i hear you cry so originally tony hawk's pro skater 2 was running away with this and i mean it was running away with this but i think people woke up <laughs> and people started to vote and it was neck and neck and until the last hour it was a draw so eventually with 11 votes and i promise i have not swayed this either way but 11 votes with five of those votes it was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, which means the final Jinjo and the outright winner. I said, I said as well that this vote, Tony Hawk's ran away with it at the beginning. So did it on this show. But the eventual winner running in from nowhere at the end, it is 1080 Snowboarding. Wins the Jinjos! Woo!
Uh, work your body, work your body, work your body. Work your body, work your body, work your body. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, is that the next podcast is going to be cool, but the podcast afterwards is going to be brilliant. Now, this podcast coming up, we step through the ropes. <gasps> I can hear everyone's ears pricking up because we're going to step through the ropes. Not free, not free ropes. I got you there today. Yeah, you're going to have to wait for that one. You're going to have to wait. As I said, the one after the next one's going to be huge, but you're going to have to wait for the wrestling one. Going to have to wait. Got ya. Nah. But time to ring the bell because the first game that will be that will be going into two weeks' times, Battle for Jinjos, is... Knockout Kings 2000. Yes, EA's boxing masterpiece on this console. Never played it before. This is one you need to pick up. And do you know what? You have to wait until the next podcast to listen to me really go through this. But it will be facing off against... And Chad... You might want to bring up the Dreamcast again. Let's get ready to rumble! Ready to rumble. Yes, this is going to be a box fest. In the blue. No, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. But this is going to be a good one. And I mean, if you are one of those listeners that picks a podcast based upon games that you love, I mean, this is a way of getting yourself to know different games. And I mean, you're going to have to listen into next week's pod. Uh, sorry, two, two weeks times podcast. It's going to be a good doozy. And in two weeks' time, we will find out what the big announcement will be. Who will be the next Battle Jujitsu Joes after this one? Obviously, this time around, we've got Knockout Kings Kings 2000 versus Ready to Rumble. What will be next? Obviously, if you're not already, go and follow me on the Twitter at N64Life. And if not, go and give me a follow on the Instagram. I am on that Instagram thing, you know. And more importantly, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, I am an affiliate on Twitch. So come and watch the Friday streams. Come and watch the Sunday streams, all starting around the uh, half past eight mark, uh, where we are currently playing on a Friday uh, Zelda Majora's Mask, because it is the 35th anniversary of Zelda next month and uh also we are playing hint um also we are playing on the sunday the random sunday streams if you are a follower then you get to come and 
be involved and choose what game we are going to play at the beginning of the show. So make sure you come along nice and early. We'll always be playing a bit of Pokemon uh, at the beginning, but make sure you come in early doors and really yeah come and vote come and get involved if you really want to come and subscribe as well the more money you give me the more games i can buy (laughs) and i'm not gonna get to this awkward moment in a couple months time where i run out of games to review and very excitingly next month we will see as well at some point so not next month in may we was march god march we will also see the second player two entering the pod but you're gonna have to wait for that one as well so go and make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you do if you are on apple go and give it a like go and give it a five star rating go give it a comment go and tell a friend it's a nostalgia fest for all and I've been Cliff Foster, a.k.a. the amazing Cliff on the old Twitter. And this is N64 Life. We're going into a bit of boxing, not wrestling. And also, what? Why didn't they make Spider-Man for the guns? I wanted to pal. Just make it for pal. Oh, lot. Game.